Good morning, and I want to thank you for joining us. I slept with my mouth open, and I have a frog in my throat, <laughs> so I can't do anything about it. I'm sorry, <clears throat> but uh, many wonderful things have happened. Um, I, I well, I'll uh, give you the verse, the the last verse in the navigator packet, uh, it's in beginning with Christ, it is on guidance, assurance of guidance, and it's Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. That's figuring out. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. And there's so many illustrations I could give of do I go or not go? And when it's really difficult decision to make is when the decision has no literally evil part of it. it you know, whether you do it or don't do it isn't isn't an issue of right or wrong. It could just be, a, I just am not sure. Well, about 30 years ago, I was working um, at a wonderful organization. I can do nothing but praise it. They're, the staff of that organization was some of the most godly people I've ever met or ever worked with. And Paul's been there. And when, when he was, because uh, it's a missionary training place at CEF, Child Evangelism Fellowship. And uh, it's, it was just, I just couldn't believe. I mean, I've taught in Bible colleges and spoke in many Bible colleges and so on. And I'm going, how did they get all these godly people on staff? People of prayer, people trusting God, uh, people that prayed all the time. Get some work done around here. Stop praying. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, <clears throat> what a what a blessing to have worked there. It really was. And uh, also, we bought a home there. Um, I can't even remember how we even had the money to buy the home. Uh, we didn't, you know, we're still paying on it. Uh, but it was the nicest home we've ever lived in. And so I was there for a number of years. And I got a phone call uh, from Mark Bubeck. Would I be willing to leave child evangelism as one of the vice presidents? and come and start a ministry here in Sioux City. And um, to muddy the waters, he said, um, we don't have any money to pay you, so could you raise your salary? <laughs> Go to a city you've never been to and raise your salary. Well, that, sound, that just was exciting. Uh, so, I mean, why even pray about it? <laughs> just tell them no. But uh, <clears throat> Margaret and I talked about it and what it would mean. 
not knowing what we would have to live in or what it would be like. Uh, how, how would I uh, get a salary because I didn't have one, you know, all of that. But that was years and years ago. But see, that's what this verse is. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. And lean not on your own figuring out. Well, figuring that out, is it's, it's a no-brainer. <laughs> Who wants to go to work where you they're not going to pay you? <laughs> it's just, you know, it's just, uh, it's crazy. But you have to lay it out before the Lord. And I wasn't sure, I, I could, you know, I've had other opportunities to do this and do that. And it was obvious, it was not wrong. It was just obvious that that's not what God wanted me to do. But this one, I wasn't sure. So my wife and I laid it out before the Lord and prayed about it and prayed about it and sought him. And um, and we got a go ahead. And I thought, that's interesting. Well, <clears throat> starting from scratch and nothing, um, I have a praise I would like to give. Uh, this last year, every year we meet once with uh, a board that checks that we're still living decently and, <laughs> and the books are right and all that kind of stuff. Well, we had a board meeting and we needed to share uh, what we've accomplished this year. And it was amazing. I mean, this year, uh, and I want to thank those of you who pray for us because you are going to share in this and those who support us. And that is the number of people that went to our website, which is, this is going there, and looking at it, that last year alone, we added 10 million watches. 10 million people around the world watched our website. And we're just amazed. So I, I, I know that we're crazy to do this, but we thank God for uh, COVID. COVID because... <laughs> That so many people were all over the world, couldn't go to work, and they had to stay home. Well, what did they do? They searched the web, and they found us. Ten million of them did. And we're just amazed and thankful that we were on the web and had years to pack it full of a lot of speakers. And I mean, there's a section for children, a section for warfare, a section mm -hmm. on prayer. Just about anything that you're interested in spiritually there's a section that we have a number of wonderful speakers from all over uh, teaching on those things. So this is where this verse really makes a lot of sense. The Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Then he says, lean not on your own figuring out. You know, how are we going to get the money? What, what will the house be like? What are the housings like in Sioux City? You know, do they have houses? Do they live in tents? What is it? You know, it's, there's a lot of Indian reservations around here. So who knows what we're going to have? 
but, <clears throat> but that whole thing, you know, and lay it out before him and he will direct your path. He will say, no, this is not what I want you to do. But I wanted to be sure to take that drastic step of moving from one state to another mm -hmm. state and household goods and all of that, that it was the right thing to do. And yet, to, to me, it was like the crowning yes of it all is 10 million people in one year watching our stuff. And that's not answering the phone, counseling people over the phone. It's not all of that. So we want to thank you who pray for us and stand with us because we don't know what this year is going to be like. It could be still as heavy or less heavy. Who knows? But uh, our boards um, almost uh, got excited. And I think one guy put his hand up and said, hallelujah, hallelujah. <laughs> can't be, you know, can't be too emotional here. <laughs> but uh, no, we're, we're just thankful to God. But this is true, you know, and God will direct your path. This verse is true. I mean, so many times in our life, my life, Paul's life, uh, you know, Paul went, went to India. Paul's been to Australia uh, doing missionary work. In fact, he was born in Australia. Uh, so pray for me. I'm working with a foreigner. <laughs> he speaks Australian. I speak English. <laughs> so we do pretty good. But it's been such a blessing. And I want you to know you can trust God, trust his word, because was it always easy and simple? No, it wasn't always easy. I mean, starting from scratch uh, when you're elderly, you know, you're supposed to, I was supposed to be working towards retirement, not, not starting all over again. But God wanted us to start all over again. And it was a blessing. So memorize that verse. It's assurance of guidance that trusts the Lord, you know, with all of your emotions, your heart, all, all of your feelings, because often decisions have to run through our feelings. Mm -hmm. And uh, I didn't have, oh, great, I can go to Iowa and Sioux City. I don't know where it is, but I can go there. I wasn't all excited about it, but I knew that somehow God was speaking through Mark Bubeck, who I, I had met him once, uh, that I should consider this in prayer, not just off the top of my head, yeah, we'll go. Because <clears throat> I had a son in college at that time too. So it was a real blessing. So that's the last verse. And this whole packet uh, of verses, beginning with Christ, you can get from the navigators and they'll mail. I mean, this will mail. It won't cost you that much mm -hmm. for mailing because they can just put it in an envelope and mail these scripture verses to you, the explanation about discipling and so on. It's a, uh, a well worth book to have. But I want to move on. Um, two things. I'm not sure uh, what more we're going to be doing this year. 
um, with because after Thanksgiving, a lot of people are not thinking about sitting down and listening and watching to videos, you know, getting all involved with Christmas and all that stuff. But I want to share uh, with you, this is something you can do. Uh, this is a devotional book. And a lot of devotional books are are more like walking by the river and smelling the flowers and, you know, sort of nice, sweet, uh, not in your face. But this seeking the kingdom is in your face. <laughs> you know, it's it's wonderful. It's probably one of the best devotional books that you could have or to give to someone who is a serious Christian. And one of the devotions uh, got my attention when I had the book, and then it got my attention again. I wanted to share it with you. I shared it with our board members. I mean, I believe this is such a good book. We, Paul and I provided them for each of our board member to go home from the board meeting with it. But this is the, um, the name of this devotion I want to share a little with you. And the name of the devotion is If I Died Today. And uh, he says, strange as it may sound to the modern ear, the, you know, contemplating one's own death is among the most time-honored approach to personal transformation. Thinking about dying is one of the most time-honored ways for you to deal with your walk with God being transformed. Uh, and I did that again. I've, I've done it before because, but I was giving this to the board members. So I thought about if I die today, what are the undone things that I need to do? And it was interesting. We mentioned the last time when we had this thing uh, that I have a grandson who lives in Connecticut who was 10 years old and he had been in church, he knew what he ought to do or how to do it, but he met with the pastor's wife because God had laid on his heart that he was not a believer. You know, he was at church in Sunday school, did all of that, but he was not a real believer. And he accepted the Lord as a savior. So that's one thing. He was the very last of the Logans unsaved. Um, so that's not something I have to worry about. You know, what do I do if, you know, Lord, this is the last day of my life. I don't need to pray for any of my family to get saved because all of them are saved, which is unique. I know it's unique and I can't take the credit because it's my daughters and my son. They, they led their, their kids to Christ. 
and uh, provided a home that was Christian and provided um, church and all, and all of that so that they could make that decision. So I'm grateful that all of my family is born again. And when I get to heaven, and I'll get there before a lot of them, uh, <laughs> that it'll be a joy to be in heaven and to enjoy eternity uh, with the extended family. But the second blessing was in the area of guidance in what I did with my life. And, um, you know, the going through the navigator stuff and they gave me a boot in the Hieronymus so that I would walk with God and, and seek him and how God led my life from the medical world, which I was trained, and to end up pastoring. And all of that is, is what that verse is saying. Trust the Lord with all your heart. Lean out to your own figuring out. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will guide your path. He'll direct your path. Go left, go right. This is the go. No, uh, say no here. Uh, there's no way when I was doing the talking circuit, could I go to every place that asked me to come? And so that was difficult because some of these people were friends that I met or pastors. I knew, would you come and do one of your prayer seminars or do a warfare thing or whatever at our church? And even there, I had to pray, and God, what do you want me to do? I can't do all of these, but which ones do you want me to do? Because I know if I do what you want me to do, you'll bless it. And it'll be a blessing to the people that I minister to. So that was a wonderful, wonderful uh, blessing. Now, the next thing, um, so between now and Christmas, just ask the Lord, you know, so you could end the year with no undone, not done, that God wants you to deal with, that you will deal with it before the end of the year. Lord, that if I die, I don't want to die with bitterness in my heart towards somebody that offended me. Um, the enemy wants you to hold on to those things. And you have an opportunity to let go of them before the Lord. Lay them on the altar and say, Lord, take this from me. I forgive them. It doesn't mean necessarily that when you forgive someone in the beginning, that it will remove the pain. You're forgiving the person. But... I think this is on one of my videos, but I would like to tell you the benefit of letting go of bitterness. Now, if you're bitter, I know that you have a reason because I was bitter and I had good reasons to be bitter. Uh, and I was bitter as an unbeliever. And when I got saved, I just drugged that bitterness with me. <laughs> and I was a bitter Christian. Uh, I mean, outwardly, smiley, and all of that, but inwardly, I was hurting, and I was bitter. 
And so I went through Bible college with bitterness and it was never brought up. It was okay to go to be in Bible school being a pastor with bitterness in your heart. They, somehow, I guess they figured you'd just let go of it, but it never came up. So then I pastored my first church and I was bitter, but not at the people in the church. Uh, but the bitterness was towards my father for all the horrible stuff he did. And um, then I was pastoring my second church and it was Easter time. And at Easter, I talked about forgiveness, I think. I preached it. And so we're sitting at the table and my wife looks at me and says, when are you going to let go of your business towards your dad? <laughs> Preaching like crazy, you know. And um, I said, you're right. I said, it's, it's not, you know, God has forgiven me of all the stuff I've done. And my stuff was much more hurtful to God. Mm -hmm. Decisions I made and all that stuff. So I prayed. We prayed at the table. And I asked God to take all the bitterness out of my heart and search my heart if there was I didn't want a crevice of it left. And after I did that, we got a phone call. As we were sitting at the table, in fact, the phone was on the wall. And I prayed through on the phone. It was my father. My father had never called us, ever. But I just forgave him, and he called me. And he said, I would like to come and see you. I about fell off my chair because my dad never went anywhere. And coming to see me, me and he'd have to get on an airplane. And I'm going, uh, I just, I said, well, sure, you can come. We've got room. There's no problem. You can see, you know, see the kids and all. Because we lived behind them when I was in Bible college. And so he saw the kids, some of the kids when they were little. Um, and my dad was a wonderful grandpa, a lousy father, but a wonderful <laughs> grandfather uh, because he had conquered the alcohol pretty much uh, at that time. And so he came to visit, and with me he brought my sister's son, 15-year-old Glenn because he didn't want to fly alone and in the airports because it's just not his thing. And so Glenn came and at, we always had prayer and some kind of a devotion every night at dinner. Well, uh, Glenn had not been to church, not heard anything that we were talking about at the table. And uh, the third night at the table, Glenn said, Hey, stop for a minute. He's this 15-year-old teenager. I got to become a Christian. <laughs> Pray with me. So we prayed, and he became a Christian. And that guy, the rest of his life, it's amazing. He's now a retired uh, helicopter pilot for the L.A. Police Department. But he witnessed for Christ wherever he was. It made no difference who you were. Uh, often uh, the mayor mayor of, of Los Angeles would run a fly in the helicopter, 
because they enjoyed that, seeing them chasing bank robbers and all that stuff. You know, they're up in the air and telling the police on the ground where the crooks were. Uh, and they really enjoyed that. And Glenn shared Christ. And he's led so many people to Christ. And I think, what would have happened if I hadn't forgiven my dad and had that bitterness in my heart? Because the most amazing thing that happened, and I trust it will happen to you. We went to the airport in those days. You could actually go to where they walked up the ramp from the planes. And we were standing there, my wife and I and the kids, into the Tacoma airport. And up walked my father. My father turned around and I saw him. And I started to cry because something happened to me that never happened before. My heart was filled towards love for him. He looked like a dried out alcoholic. I mean, you, when someone's been a really heavy alcoholic, if they're not drinking, they still look like an alcoholic. He still looked like he looked. And I just had so much love for him. I couldn't believe it. I'm going, oh, God. <laughs> you know, it just came all over me that I really loved this man and really felt sorry for him because he missed so many good years with my sister and I through being an alcoholic. So I don't know. And I look back and on my life, and I'm so grateful for all the places I've ministered and had a chance to do, you know, and trusting the Lord. Uh, what he said, lay it all out before the Lord and trust him. Allow the Lord to guide your life. And when he guides your life, even when it goes in some of the dark places, he's with you and he can bless you. If I would have known years before the blessings that would have come on, my, on me from forgiving my dad, there would have been no way I would not have forgiven him. But the enemy kept reminding me of the hurts and the pains and the horrible nights where he would where we block the doors to our rooms so he couldn't get in to get at us and you know all that kind of stuff. Now what are we going to do? And I've been praying and I've been working on it. In fact, this is a very brand new journal. Paul got me two of them so I could begin to write what we're going to do next now we may do another it won't this is for the new year uh but i, I prayed god what do you want me to do you know if i don't know how much longer i'm going to live and right. uh what do you want me to do and what we're going to do is a whole series of pursuing god i want to pursue a deeper relationship with God. And that's what is, and I've been writing uh, in my journal, uh, scriptures, things that we're going to look at, and that's where we're going to go. Mm -hmm. So if you don't want to pursue God, don't listen to me anymore. <laughs> that, that, that's, that's what I want to do to, to help you and encourage you uh, to follow him. So I just, Thank you for those that prayed for us because we know that, you know, how do you get 10 million people to watch your website? Mm -hmm. Well, you pay them. 
and on our salaries, <laughs> we could have gotten maybe 10 people at the most. <laughs> but it's just, it's because you guys pray for us. I know I, I laugh a lot and I'm crazy, but that's just who I am. But I'm serious about how much you mean to us. Because without you, you know, without Christ, we can we can do and do and do, but it amounts to nothing. Well, without you, we can't even do and do and do that amounts to nothing. We, you know, it's your prayers and the giving that allows us to do what we do uh, so that we don't have to charge people. And that really gets me when, you know, it seems like every time you turn around, in Christianity, someone is asking you to pay something. Well, Jesus never did. And the message is free. And we will keep the message free. Uh, and so people that are hurting can find help for the hurts on our website. And so thank you once again for allowing us to have the best year we've ever had. You know, we've put all the years together. We met, we reached more people this year than we did from the 30 years ago. If you put all the outreach we did together, we outreached a lot of people, but not 10 million. So I like to pray and ask God to bless you for blessing us. Father, I thank you for those that are listening. And Father, may they trust you. In all thy ways, they would acknowledge you and you will direct their path. And when you direct the path, even though the path may go through some shady times, maybe can't see too far ahead, but you're there and you will bless. And so, Lord, I pray for all of those who have prayed for us and who have helped us to uh, cover the costs of the implementing some of the websites and things like that. Lord, thank you that uh, we were able, well, people were laid up sick all over the world, uh, turn to our channel to hear messages by godly men. So Father, I ask that you'd reach down and bless each and every person who prays for our ministry or prays with our ministry or has opportunity to support it. And, um, and there's only three of us, so the support doesn't have to be super high. Uh, and if you want to give a million dollars, um, you may want to spread that around a little bit <laughs> with a lot of other organizations. Oh, bless you. We really appreciate you. We know in eternity, imagine that whatever you gave, that someone would come up to you in eternity and say, oh, are you the one that made it possible for me to, to hear the message and get saved in Ireland or in Slavonia or whatever? So, Father, thank you for the people. And we pray that they would learn to trust you and lay it out before you when decisions have to be made and guide, when things, changes have to be made and how you can give them the okay in the heart to do it. In Jesus' name, amen.